Parshas Nitzavim, Chelek Chavdalad, Sicha Aleph. In the beginning of this week's Torah portion, we learn of the covenant that God makes with Israel, and the verses read as follows, that you may enter the covenant of the Lord your God and his oath, which the Lord your God is making with you this day. The next verse follows and reads, in order to establish you this day as his people, and that he will be your God as he spoke to you and as he swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Rashi, quoting the words, in order to establish you this day as his people, explains, it's so very important to God, and therefore he troubles himself so, warning the nation against idolatry with severe oaths and severe curses, working hard to keep you before him as his people, he must ensure your faithfulness. What is it that Rashi innovates and reveals, or what challenge is he responding to with his comment on these words in the verse, so that he can keep you as a people, without which we would not properly understand these words? There are commentaries who say that what Rashi is challenged by is the fact that the covenant was so that we could, we would uphold it with fear and thus keep this covenantal bond that would ensure our observance of mitzvahs. And in that case, why would the verse tell us that it was so that he would keep being, that we would be keep being God's nation? To which Rashi answers that the verse doesn't intend to highlight the purpose of the covenant, rather to give a reason for why God puts such effort into this. He is commenting on the effort God puts into, the make, into making the covenant. Since God already promised our forefathers that he would never exchange us for another nation, we, their offspring, for another people, as Rashi indeed explains in the following commentary that he offers on the following verse. And so God needed to make a covenant with the nation not to transgress Torah and the mitzvahs so that God would not have to distance himself from us as that would go against the covenant he already made with our forefathers. In other words, commentary suggests that the words in order to establish you as a nation isn't connected to the words that God is going to establish a covenant, but rather Rashi tells us how to understand why God put such effort into ensuring that we remain as he promised our forefathers, his nation through the observance of mitzvahs. This explanation, however, is difficult to understand. The two concepts of to establish you as his people and he will be your God and the observance of mitzvahs are clearly dependent upon one another. There are several verses in Torah that actually indicate just this and as the commentaries too explain this very verse that if we, God forbid, transgress Torah and mitzvahs, God will have to distance himself from us. Again, the opposite of his promise that he can never switch us out and separate from us. Why then the need to innovate this explanation and teach that these words are not in order to establish a covenant to make the nation his, but rather in order to teach that the words in order to establish you as his nation is about God's troubling himself and putting effort into keeping us, which isn't alluded to or spoken of in the verse at all. Rashi could have given a simple explanation or not have brought a teaching here at all because the explanation that God made a covenant to ensure the observance of mitzvahs so that you will be his nation and God will be your God 
really seems self-evident. According to the explanation that we said that our sages give, an additional question arises. According to this explanation that the commentaries give for Rashi, it turns out that the innovation of Rashi is not in the words to establish you on this day as a people, but actually on the word in order. That this doesn't connect to the covenant that the previous verse references, but rather to the effort that Rashi tells us God put into keeping us as his people. So in order isn't about the future result as in order to get a result, Rather, it's about the effort God put into the past and why. But if so, why then does Rashi quote all the words that follow that, that term in order to? Rashi quotes all the following words and says, in order to establish you before him as a people before giving his explanation. There's more. Rashi actually changes the words he quotes from the verse in his explanation. In the verse and the words that Rashi quotes from the verse, it says, in order to establish you this day as his people. Rashi switches that word in his explanation, using the same root says, to keep you before him as his people. Also in the verse it says, to him as his people. And in the explanation, Rashi says, before him as a people. And there's a third change in that Rashi omits the word today in his explanation altogether. To establish you today or this day as his people, this day is omitted in Rashi's explanation and in Rashi's quote. This all tells us that the innovation in Rashi's explanation isn't in the words he puts so much effort in with which he begins his explanation, rather the words in order to keep you before him as a people. His intention isn't to quote the verse, but to explain the literal intention of the verse, that the word establish means to keep, and the intention of the words to him as a people is before him as a people. How do we understand this? Rashi is roused by a simple question. How can we say that making a covenant is for the purpose of establishing you as his nation today, when we were established to God as a nation way back when the Torah was given at Sinai, as it says in many verses in the Torah? And because of this, when the Torah says, this day you became a nation, Rashi immediately clarifies that the intention is not to indicate the actual day, rather that each day should be as a new day upon which you receive the commandments. In this same vein, we understand the words, today God stated you will be a chosen nation in conjunction with a verse, today behold I am commanding you. So Rashi says that in order to establish doesn't actually mean to establish, but rather the word used kayam means to support the nation as a people. This is what God actively does. The covenant of Sinai achieved are becoming a nation bonded with God. But there is the possibility that at some point thereafter, perhaps in latter generations, our observance will falter, which could cause a change in the covenant. So the covenant here, which is in order to support you as my nation, brought an eternality into the covenant made at Sinai. Accordingly, we can understand why it is that this covenant particular, particularly, that it is being made not only with those present, but also with those who are not present with all future generations. However, the five-year-old Torah student will ask, once the first covenant made could be altered, 
by our misdeeds and a lapse in mitzvah performance, how is this covenant actually stronger? How is this covenant immutable if that one wasn't? And thus Rashi covers the question by prefacing his explanation with the words, God put so much effort into ensuring that we may remain true to the bond. God put special effort into this covenant. As the verse indeed states, to enter the covenant, which Rashi explains to mean to help you pass through this covenant so that you can do it. With God himself passing, so to speak, through the two parts that create a demarcation and a sign of covenant. God also bound this covenant with an oath, and thus there was a solid impact with this action, with this oath upon the nation as well. This impact is what Rashi refers to when he changes the words from the verse that say, to establish you today to him as a people, to before him as a people. The difference in these two expressions lies in the distinction of ownership. To him as a people indicates that we belong to God and we are his nation. Before him would indicate that the nation is not only God's and he can thus by nature of events or by choice be distant from us, but before God means that we stand before him and with him where no distance can take place in the relationship and no changes can impact it. When we are just his, we can be his with distance and lose sight that we are the nation God chose. In that reality, there can be changes. But when God, looking at the other change Rashi made in using the word support in place of establish, supports our existence in that relationship so that we are always standing before him and with him, we are ensured that there will be no weakening in this bond and covenant ever. In this explanation that Rashi gives, we can see very clearly that Rashi, in explaining the Torah, in addition to his foundational credo, that he comes only to explain the literal intention of the words in the verse, and every word is needed to fully understand the will of God, explains a deeper lesson in the Torah as well, the Yena Shal Torah. Rashi's explanation of the literal intention of the verse, that we become a nation before and with God through this covenant, is elucidated by the teaching of the Alter Rebbe in Lukotei Torah of this Torah portion on the word Am, a nation. The Alter Rebbe teaches that this word Am means, not as it is commonly taught in several sources, a nation made of pe- up of people distant and foreign to the nature of the sovereign himself, but rather quite the opposite, a nation who is like him and connect to him. The idea of, in order to establish you as his nation, is really God lifting us up to the level of God's supernal thought. Another concept in Rashi that reflects the deeper understanding of Torah is that on the words that the Torah portion begins with, Atem Nitzavim Hayyim, you are standing this day before God, the Alter Rebbe explains that Hayyim today is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. And on every Rosh Hashanah, there must be a remembering of the covenant that exists between God and our nation. Similarly, the words in the portion of Kisavai, on this day, God, your God, commands you. And the various references of the word Hayyim, today, which God told you today, and when you chose God and God chooses you today to be his chosen nation, all reflect the covenant of Rosh Hashanah. As mentioned, these two verses are two ways in which the covenant between the nation and God manifests. 
both the covenant of Lila'am, you are to me a nation, and before me as a nation, before me and with me, and both of these manifest in the covenant of Rosh Hashanah. To better understand this, the Rebbe explains his father's notes on a teaching in the Zohar, where Rebbe Levi Yitzchak explains the words, Hayom this day you became a nation in the previous portion of Kisavo, as referring to the day of Rosh Hashanah. This verse teaches Rabbi Levi Yitzchak should be known as referring to the day of Rosh Hashanah, which is called Zeh, this, as we say in the Rosh Hashanah liturgy. This is the day that begins your work, and this day is loftier even than the day on which actual active creation began on the 25th of Elul. This is when you became a nation, as it's written, in order to establish you today as his nation is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. This brings up the following question. The teaching regarding the reference to the verse in the previous portion of Kisavo, on this day you became a nation, and the reference in our Torah portion, to establish you on this day, as a people to him, as both references to Rosh Hashanah is understood as the Alter Rebbe teaches that Rosh Hashanah is referred to as Hayom, this day. But Rebbe Levi Yitzchak introduces a new idea, and that is that the word Zeh, not just this day, but this itself is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. The day is only referred to as Hayom this day because it's the sixth day on which man was created. How is the word Zeh indication to the day of Rosh Hashanah? The Alter Rebbe does not make this reference, and Rebbe Levi Yitzchak himself, in teaching this concept, immediately thereafter references the verse from this week's portion, in order to establish you today as his nation, as indication of Hayom, the day being the day of Rosh Hashanah. The word Hazeh, this, is not in that verse at all. Nor is the word hazed this in the verse that opens our Torah portion. You are all standing this day before the Lord your God. No specific reference to hazed this day. Yet these two aspects do exist in Rosh Hashanah. One level, which is called zeh, this, and in the verse that Rabbi Levi Yitzchak comments on, the verse in Kisavoy, this day you became a nation, this is a reference to one aspect of Rosh Hashanah. A second aspect of Rosh Hashanah is Hayyim, today, on its own. Like in the verses, you are standing this day before the Lord, Hayyim, before the Lord, so that he will establish you, Hayyim, as a nation unto him. The explanation for these two aspects is that though just the word Hayyim, this day, with a strong indicating hey, speaks of a known day, this day, when Adam was created in the day of Rosh Hashanah, there is far greater strength in the concept of Hayyim Hazeh. This day, not only a day acknowledged with a knowing, but this day, one so tangible that it can be pointed to with a finger. This also explains Rashi altering the words in his explanation. Regarding the verse in the portion of Eschanan, where God says, which I am commanding you today, Rashi says, let these mitzvahs not become in your eyes as something old or ancient, but they should always be like new. Yet on the verse in Kisavai, on this day, 
where the word this is included, God is commanding you. Rashi explains and says, every day they should be new in your eyes. And there is no like used in Rashi's explanation. Likewise, in the portion of Yisrael, where the verse tells us on this day, they came to the Sinai desert. Rashi explains the verse saying the words of Torah should be new for you. Regarding this, it could be said that the reason is because in the portions of Yisrael and Kisave, where the verse tells us this day and on this day, the revelation of the day of Matan Torah is so complete, one can see it before their very eyes. But where the word Hayom, this day alone is used in a verse, it is only as if it is happening right then. These two concepts exist in Rosh Hashanah. We say in our prayers, Ze Hayom Tchilas Ma'asecha. Rosh Hashanah is the day that begins your work. And we conclude that, include that phrase with the words, Zichron Liom Rishon, it memorializes the first day. This is the day that begins your work, refers to the sixth day of creation, the day man was created, which is the day upon which Zeh was achieved, an actual revelation of God's work as it's revealed via the soul of man. A memorial to the first day is a reference to the 25th of Elul, to Koi, which equals Chof He, 25, the first day of creation, which is at the spiritual level of Koi. So, or the Chof of like new, K. On this day, the essential aspect of the world's innovation takes place. But what is revealed is only a foreshadowing of the fulfillment of the purpose of creation. Rosh Hashanah now, however, each year anew, reveals the innovation of the first day of creation as well, because now man manifests with his or her actions all the revelations that were the intention of creation. So on this day of Rosh Hashanah, the day that man was created, now becomes a renewal of creation as well. This aspect of Rosh Hashanah, the renewal of the energy manifest in creation, is not a side aspect or in addition to the essence of this day, this sixth day of creation, the day of the creation of man, it manifests as a result of the renewal of Zeh. On this day, your work begins, the revelation of God that man can manifest in this world. This is taught in the Alter Rebbe Siddur, in the section before the blowing of the shofar, through a parable of man who does something because he derives pleasure from it. And when he tires, he needs to rejuvenate his enthusiasm and pleasure in the task. Like if you were to start a carpentry project, but when the work becomes tiring, one must then rejuvenate the pleasure in the project to return with enthusiasm to the work one must do so that it is not done with weakened hands. This is the experience of Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah, we experience Tamlichuni, coronating God as our king and a refresh of God's pleasure in this project of being our king. This is a project whose energy is uniquely connected to man and specifically to a Jew. It is the Jew who motivates God's refreshed desire to reign over the world and his decision to do so. It's thus understood that if the rejuvenation and recreation of the world results directly from God's renewed desire to reign, and not just as a repeat of the 25th of Elul, the day of creation, 
because now this is the day where the purpose itself is already manifest in man. It's today a deeper experience of divine revelation than it was on the 25th Elul, the day of creation. This renewed energy in the world that manifests on Rosh Hashanah is not only an enthusiasm born of God's desire that there should be a world, but it carries also the energy of godliness revealed in the world through man, the experience of Zeh, this, the revelation of the purpose and the potential in the Kai. Like that first sixth day of creation, when Adam prevailed upon all of creation to join him in crowning God as king, saying, Come, let us bow and kneel before God who created us. Despite this, there's a big difference between the divine revelation in man versus the divine revelation in the world. That is because the soul of a Jew experiences of a, revela a revelation of God, again, a Zen manifestation, and the world, even when experiencing the light of God, receives only a glimmer and reveals only potential light. This experience of wholeness of Rosh Hashanah each year achieves a renewal of the world with a revelation of godliness in this world is not an adjunct to the experience of Rosh Hashanah, but rather it's of essence to what Rosh Hashanah is, to the extent that the essence of the judgment on Rosh Hashanah is about the physical needs of a Jew, and this is directly connected to the revelation of God's essential will and his desire for it to manifest and be enclosed in physicality. Because though the revelation is in this concrete manner of Zeh, this, and this is about man and his fulfillment of purpose, it is, as we said, of a much higher level than the revelation achieved via the world in general, yet in its full manifestation, the lower realms too, in which there is no obvious revelation of God, are impacted. As Maimonides writes, as a wise person is recognized by his wisdom and his temperament, and in these he stands apart from the rest of the people, so too he should be recognized through his actions, through his eating, his drinking, his intimate relations, his speech, manner of walking and dress, and in the management of his finances, in his business dealings. All of these actions should be exceptionally becoming and befitting. The sign of a truly wise person is when his wisdom is recognized not only where his smarts can be seen, but also in the mundane things he does. The level of zeh, this, the essence of what is, is drawn into his ko, the potential of what can be. This then impacts the eternality of the covenant in all areas. Therefore, every year, when the time of Rosh Hashanah comes and the covenant is renewed again, a Jew can be assured from when Rosh Hashanah begins that he will merit a positive judgment in both his spiritual needs and in his physical needs. On this day, a good new year is written and inscribed and drawn down for every Jew. A good and sweet year in the physical realms, in one's literal physical needs of children, health, and livelihood, and in one's spiritual needs, and both of those as they merge in one's life with openly revealed good.